Hello everyone and welcome to the Bedtime Chronicles with Fully Shark Craig. So this podcast is based on the weird conversations that you have before bed. Now it was inspired by when I was lying in bed with my boyfriend actually, cheeky, cheeky, dirty minds you lot, don't be thinking like that. I just thought it would be great to have a podcast where you feel sane in the way that you're thinking because I know that I'm weird and I know that a lot of people are weird but they're just ashamed to admit it. So this first episode is going to be a bit about getting to know me. Um, a lot of you have been asking questions on my socials, which has been fantastic. And I'm going to be answering some of them questions right now. In each episode of the Bedtime Chronicles, there is going to be a section called What's in the Box? If you're watching this podcast right now, you can see that I have a box right in front of me. And you might be thinking, what is in that box, Charlotte? Well, I'll tell you. It's questions from you guys. So this episode is going to be introducing myself so that we can feel a little bit more comfortable together. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like you guys know me very well. You know that I laugh a lot, um, which is pretty evident from me Instagram and TikTok. But I want you to feel comfortable with me. I want you to feel like you're just chatting to an old friend. So in this What's in the Box session, they are questions from you guys and I will just answer them as honestly and transparently as I possibly can. Okay, are we ready? Let's be, whoops, the box just fell. Let's begin. First question is, they're gonna be picked out at random. They are anonymous, so I won't be, uh, I won't be uh, name dropping anyone that's been asking me these questions, just so that you can get to know me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yes, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? What is the most inappropriate situation you have laughed in? Right, I'm going to give you permission to laugh. Um, it was my dad's funeral. Now, I know what you're thinking, Charlotte. How could you laugh at your own dad's funeral? Bear with me. So, there was a massive turnout. My dad was like this icon in our little town that we were from, that we're from. Anyway, we went into the church obviously very sad, it was a very sad day, um, and we sat down, and there was um, there was an organ player, and the organ player was very, very dramatic, <laughs> and <laughs> me and my sisters were sat next to each other, and obviously we were, we were sad, but then this organ player was playing something like, I don't know, hallelujah, and it was like, hallelujah, like, completely over the top and unnecessary and then every now and again <laughs> every now and again um he would play a note wrong and I in any awkward situation or a situation where um I'm uncomfortable or like it's just not your everyday norm I laugh a lot and I just kind of had my head down and I was like, right, Charlotte, you can't laugh. You can't laugh. This is literally your dad's funeral. And I was next to my sisters and my mum and uh, we all had our heads down. And something that my dad used to do when we were in church, like we didn't go to church often. I'm not religious or anything like that. But when we went to church, he used to like, whenever there was a hymn, he used to like nudge us and like laugh because he was just, it was just so awkward. And the fact that we had to sing, etc., he just found it very awkward and like very funny. So it was kind of ironic. So we were all stood there, like looking down, obviously sad. And then every time the organ player hit the wrong note, mm-hmm. 
was just like holding in my laugh because it was just awkward. And then my sister, I like turned to her and she was next to me. And I was like, I looked at her and she looked at me with clocked eyes. And then that, that was it. And we just started laughing. And then my mum, even she started laughing. And that's the thing, like, yes, it was very inappropriate for us to be laughing, but I don't know, it's something that my dad probably would have done. So, like, it kind of lightened up the atmosphere and the day. Um, but, yeah, it was very fun. Oh, my God, and a story that leads on from that. So, obviously, this organ player was was very dramatic and, and was playing different notes that he should have been. <laughs> the next well, not the next day, two days later, irrelevant, I digress. Anyway, the next day, we'll say, I got on the train to come to London because I was doing an audition. I tried to audition for um, cruise ships and stuff like back in the day when I could dance. And I got on the train and there was this guy in a kilt and I was like, oh, there's a guy in a kilt. Don't know why that's relevant, but there he was. And I um I don't know, I've forgotten how we started talking, but we started talking anyway. And uh, he was like, oh yeah, I, I live in London, um, but I've just come up for a few weeks to see my wife. Um, and I played at a funeral yesterday. And I was like, no, surely not. This can't be the organ player from my dad's funeral. And it turned out it was. And he was like, oh, are you going to, I think I was going Piccadilly. He was like, oh, are you going to Piccadilly? And I was like, yeah. And then we ended up chatting the whole way down to London. Um, he was lovely. I think it was called Ian. Big up Ian, if you're listening to this, probably not. But he, yeah, we chatted the whole way down and he was lovely. And um, yeah, I just feel like it was meant to be, to be honest. Like him meeting me and he, us meeting each other, sorry. And like, I don't know, just getting on so well. And it was just funny. It, yeah, that was probably the most um, inappropriate time that I've had a laughing fit. <sighs> and yeah, I've got a friend for life now. Ian, love you, Ian. Hope you're well. Uh, I hope your wife's well. Um, and yeah, I hope you're still playing the organ. <laughs> that bloody organ, honestly. Right, next question. What is the one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? Interesting question. One thing that people are surprised to find out about myself is that I used to be a secondary school teacher. Can you believe it? I was a teacher up until I was 22. I'm 26 now. No, I was 23. Oh, until I was 23. And yeah, I taught drama and music, etc. And, um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had to be serious which was quite difficult for me. Obviously, every now and again, my true personality came out and then kids would be like, Miss Craig, you're actually all right. And I'd be like, thank you, Ethan. I didn't even know an Ethan, but I'd be like, thank you, Ethan. I do try. I'm not strict all the time. But I was quite strict. Like, it's funny. (laughs) You have to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Like, you have to put on this persona that that you know everything about life. And let's be honest... Nobody knows anything about life. We're all just winging it. Well, I am uh, 100% winging it. And yeah, I used to go in and then I'd be like, right, everybody. I had a little form. They were very cute. If you're you're listening to this, love you all. Diversity, here we are. Yeah, I used to go in and I'd be like, reading books out. And they would have to sit in silence for about 20 minutes reading books. And I had to pretend that I was angry if they talked. But let's be honest, I couldn't give a shit if they spoke. Um, But 
you know, you've just got to hold up this persona that you're uh, that you're strict. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't, depended what mood I was in. But the reason that I left there, well, I left one of the schools because I just, well, I don't know if I can go into detail, but I wasn't very happy there, let's just say that. And then I taught at a different school and then I had my accident. So I had to, I had to stop teaching because I couldn't physically walk or get into school. So that's nice. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I used to be a secondary school teacher and people are quite surprised when they find that out about myself. I don't know whether I'll go back into teaching. I miss it, I do miss it, but obviously I'm healing because um, I had an injury. I think there is a question about that, so we'll go into that in more detail in a minute. But yeah, I would say that that's the thing that people are most surprised about. Okay, next question. Blank piece of paper, that's a bit stupid of me. Um, <laughs> what are you not very good at? Everything. Life. On a day-to-day -day basis, I do everything wrong and everything gets on my nerves, to be honest with you. Like, for example, filling up the kettle, the lid will fall off in the morning and then that'll just be me set for the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know when something goes wrong and then you're just like, right, that's the day written off. And it can be as little as the kettle lid falling off. Or like, I don't know, you taking the washing down from upstairs and then the socks fall on the uh, the stairs and then you've got to go back up to get the socks to put them back into the washing machine and then you're just having a really bad day because that really pissed you off so yeah I'm, I'm bad at day-to-day -day things and day-to-day -day life and just common sense I would say that is definitely something that I struggle with I feel like I'm good when it comes to things that I care about and that I'm passionate about but when it comes to stuff that's just day to day and you've just got to do it because it means that it keeps you alive, I can't do it. Can't do it. Yesterday, I was cooking, right? And I made some chicken fajitas. So I've been a vegetarian for five years and then now I've just decided to have some chicken and some meat and, and, and it's changed my life, to be honest, because I want to get gains, bro. The lid just fell. <laughs> on my hand do you see what i mean day-to-day -day things <laughs> do me head in um what was on about chicken fajitas i was making chicken fajitas and uh i got this little choppy thing i think it went viral on um on tiktok and i got the choppy thing to chop up vegetables and i chopped it obviously and then i went to put it in the pan and then it went everywhere all over the floor that i just hoovered by the way and uh yeah i was just absolutely fuming at myself but it's just things like that that I'm not very good at and I'm just very clumsy um, with everything and my boyfriend gets very wound up with me because, well he doesn't, he's, he's, he's very patient but like, I don't know, I just do things weirdly and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not very good at that. And there was another question on there as well. How did you meet your other half? Well, let me tell you. We were out in Bromley, picture this, okay? We were out in Bromley. Um, which is a place in, like, in London, just outside of London. There's an argument whether it's in London. I'd say it's in London. Irrelevant. Again, I'm off topic. <laughs> it was in London, Bromley. And anyway, it was the first night out that I went on after, um, after COVID. And uh, me and my friend had just driven down from up north and I'd, like, just moved into this new house. And um, we were like, oh, let's go out for some drinks. So we did and we got absolutely steaming absolutely shaman he was in the club in the club it was a uh, called o'neill's in bromley if you know it big up o'neill's um and he was there and i just kind of went he's fit and i went hello 
and shouted in his face. Uh, and he kind of looked at me and was like, are you all right? Like, hello. <laughs> and I think, I can't really remember what we started talking about, but anyway, he left. So I said, hello, we had a conversation <laughs> and then he left. So I was thinking, right, okay, cool. That's embarrassing considering I don't ever go up to people. I just thought I'd shoot my shot, do you know what I mean? Anyway, went to the bar with my friends, started having some tequila roses and, uh, oh my God, I should have a glass of wine with me right now. I don't. I will in the next episodes. A little bit of white wine, do you know what I mean, Pino? Yeah, so anyway, I went up to the, to the bar, had some tequila shots and then he just showed up again and was like, hello, sorry, I couldn't really hear what you were saying. And obviously the accent barrier, he's very Southern, he's Cockney, I am very Northern very very northern indeed and uh, he couldn't really understand what I was saying so um, I feel like that kind of initial meeting at the bar kind of saved us really because it was a bit quieter we could chat and then yeah he just we just got on really well he stayed with us for the rest of the evening uh, if you know what I mean and then <laughs> I saw him for like five days in a row and then, yeah. So the night after, the day, the morning after the night before when we'd met, if that makes sense, probably not. Um, He asked me on a date and he was like, oh, I'd like to take you on a date if you'd let me. And I was like, absolutely, you can take me on a date. I mean, we've already done the date, but you can take me on a date, mate. That's fine. So we were like texting and then I went out again that night. I messaged him whilst I was pissed and was like, come join us, come and have a drink. And weirdly, he had that week off work. So he did, he came and joined us. And then, yeah, he just stayed together for like five days. And then we went on our first date. We went to Harry Potter World, um, which is like the goat of of first dates, can I just say. He did well, he did a good job. And then, yeah, we've just kind of been together ever since. So yeah, if you're a lady and uh, you're listening to this podcast or watching me, don't be afraid to just say, hello, to someone you fancy, because you never know. You could be in a long-term relationship with a cat called Albus. Albus is called Albus because our first date was at Harry Potter World. All makes sense now. Do you know what I mean? Why do I keep saying, do you know what I mean? Of course you know what I mean. Um. So yeah, that's how I met my boyfriend and we've been together nearly, well, two and a half years now. Uh, bless him. Um. And yeah, there you go. A little bit more about us and me. Next question. Where is the weirdest place you have had a wild wee? Um, the weirdest place I've had a wild wee. I've weed in many a place, to be honest. I'm not a shy weeer. Not really. I'll just squat anywhere. But um, the weirdest place probably was behind a church. Sorry, Jesus. Um, behind a church. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Jesus is looking down being like, how did I, why did I create you and why are you pissing on my grave? So yeah, I was on a night out. I think I was 18 at the time and uh, desperate for a way on my way home, stumbling home if you will. And uh, yeah, just got it out and had a wee behind a church with all the angels looking down on me thinking we've made a mistake here. Um, so yeah, weed on Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's but I've weed everywhere. Everyone weeds everywhere. Let's be honest. When you've had a drink or you're drunk or whatever, you have a wee wherever you go. If you need a wee, you wee. Uh, okay, next question. 
how did you injure your leg and what is the next step? <laughs> Sorry. I just thought that was like a pun. What's the next step? I can't step, mate. My leg's fucked. Um, so, what was the question? <laughs> the question, how did you injure your leg and what is the next step? So, funny story here as well. So, I injured my leg last year on 9-11. Just let that sit with you for a second. 9-11. It was 9-11. Um, and anyway, jumped off a paddleboard. The water was shallow. And my leg snapped in half. No bones broken, just all the ligaments snapped, which is brilliant. So yeah, <clears throat> jumped off the paddleboard, was in the water with my leg hanging off. And this is where it gets, this is where it's funny. So in the water, Adam, my boyfriend, was next to me on my right hand side, right? And uh, he was obviously helping me. I was in shock. I just kind of went quiet and laid there and he was trying to get help, etc. And then, obviously I'm in shock, a bit of a daze. I look to my left... <laughs> And my ex, <laughs> my ex, who was also called Adam, big up Adam, it's all right, we're friends, um, was there looking over me with my leg hanging off and was like, hey, Charlotte, you're all right. I was like, okay, fantastic. <laughs> my leg is literally hanging off. And I had my boyfriend and my ex-boyfriend, both called Adams, two Adams, helping me. Um <laughs> So anyway, it took um, the the ambulance, how long was it? An hour and a half to get there. So I had to like, the, the all these, oh my God, it was actually quite funny. There was these like six random men that had to lift me out of the water using a, um, I think it was a gate, Adam said. And uh, yeah, they had to lift me out. Like, <laughs> like I was on a stretcher and like take me to somewhere. I was. It's all a bit of a blur. Um, and luckily... One of the people that were helping me was an ex-medical policeman, I think. That's the term. Probably not. Probably got that wrong. Um, but he he had to ring the ambulance again because he said it was going to be nine hours before the ambulance got to me. Nine. And he rang and he was like, this is a code. Three, two, one. We need you here ASAP. Um, so thank God he was there because if he wasn't, I probably would have lost my leg. Anyway, so I went to the hospital. They put that. I was on... Um, they put me on, what did they put me on? Everything. Morphine, ketamine. Um, what was the other thing? Gas and air. Gas and air. That's the one. Morphine, ketamine and gas and air. So I was absolutely aware with the fairies. I was telling, apparently I was telling jokes to the, um, to the doctor. He wasn't very impressed. I said to him, um, this is, this is Adam's words, not mine. What does the buffalo say to his son when he leaves the college? Bison. So apparently I said that to him. Anyway, they put my leg back in. I couldn't feel anything because obviously my leg was hanging off. And they were like, so I was kind of coming around and they were like, okay, so we don't know if the blood vessels are still attached. If they aren't, we're going to have to amputate. <laughs> Why am I laughing? It's not funny. But they did an x-ray um, and an MRI and everything. And luckily... All the, like just the ligaments had snapped and the blood vessels stayed intact. So that literally saved my leg, which is mental. So I've had two operations so far. I've got another one coming because I've got a screw sticking out of the leg, which is brilliant. And I need to wait and see whether that's caused damage, obviously, to the ligaments. A bit boring this bit. And then, yeah, we kind of go from there. That's the next step. <laughs> Excuse the pun. So yeah, that's the story of my leg. Uh, okay, next question. <laughs> 
What's your biggest fear? The sea. I don't like the sea. The stuff in the sea, the deep water, the fact that things are underneath you. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I think there's a name for it. But there's like a picture, I don't know if you've seen it online, and it's like a boat, and it's got like this massive shark thing underneath. And it's like, it's about to eat the boat. So yeah, that scares me a lot. Okay, oh for God's sake! Stay, the box closed, sorry everyone. What's invisible but wish people could see? Air, that would be jokes. Imagine if air was visible. You'd never see anything. You'd just be walking around and the air would be there. And you'd be like, whoa, every time you walked outside or in your house. And then you like feel like you're going to walk into stuff. But then it's not because it's, it's, it's air. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> what was your first job? Oh, this is a good question. My first job was working in a vegetable shop in my small town. <laughs> I worked in a vegetable shop. Like, cutting cauliflowers, assorting different mushrooms, um, cabbages, carrots, you name it, I sorted it. And then I was on the till and that. And then, uh, yeah, worked there for a while. Um, and it was great, it was cold. We used to have to wear like onesies and stuff underneath our clothes. And sometimes we stood in the fridges to keep warm. So yeah, that was an experience. And then I said to myself, I was like, I'm never going to work in a vegetable shop again. Don't like it. And then uh, moved to uni and was like, I need a job. What did I do? I went into the nearest vegetable shop <laughs> and was like, uh, hi there, have you got a job? And they were like, it depends. Can you name this fruit? I was like, yes, sir. That is a Fasalis. And I got the job. So yeah, I worked in a vegetable shop <laughs> whilst I was at university as well, just outside of Liverpool. And yeah, that was fun. So I worked there and then I worked at the vegetable shop back at home for about five, six years. So that was my first job. And then my second job was teaching. So there you have it. Who knows what avenues a vegetable shop can take you down. Don't judge. Right, last question. What is your funniest sex story? Well, I have a few. I have a few, but we'll save the rest for another day. The funniest, I would say. Oh, no. Okay. So, someone, I'm not going to name who, I was at their house and they had just been to the toilet. And, um, oh... Can I say this? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. So they'd just been to the toilet. I was in the bedroom. I was waiting around. Anyway, we got down to the date after I'd been to the toilet. And... <laughs> oh, it's making me cringe. Finished the date, if you will. And then he was like, what's that on your back? And I was like, well... And he's like, what's that on your back? And I, no word of a lie, I had shit. Not my shit. But shit. All the way up my leg and my back. Now, the person that I did the deed with was uh, was quite a hairy. And uh, he must have had just a little tiny winnet. Now, if you don't know what a winnet is, it's a bit of poo 
that is uh, attached to your bum hairs. So he must have had a win it. It must have fallen onto the bed. And then he <laughs> me in his own shit. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably the funniest and most embarrassing story, um, sex story that I have. But I've got many. There's plenty more where that came from, but that can be saved for another podcast, perhaps. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed the first episode of The Bedtime Chronicles. Be sure to rate this podcast five stars if you are on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. And yeah, plenty more where that came from. I hope you got to know me a little better than you already do and feel a little bit more comfortable having these chats with me. But until next time, have a good evening.